I'm Brian Hackney. And I'm Andrea Nakano. The U.S. is on high alert over the possibility of more unidentified flying objects in the sky. For the third time in three days, a flying object has been shot down over North America. Michigan's governor saying today an object was swiftly, safely, and securely taken down. Today, airspace over Michigan was temporarily shut down during the operation. U.S. officials have confirmed the object was first spotted last night. It flew over Wisconsin and Michigan before being shot down. Christian Benavides reports. Yet another foreign flying object shot in North America Sunday, this time above Lake Huron, according to lawmakers. The latest twist of the high drama playing out in the sky. It comes a day after an American aircraft under orders from both Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and President Joe Biden brought down the foreign flying object in Canadian airspace over the Yukon. It represented a reasonable threat to civilian aircraft. Success. That incident also a day after President Biden ordered the takedown of a foreign object in Alaska on Friday. The wreckage sits on sea ice and investigators are braving freezing temperatures and working with limited daylight. The object was flying at 40,000 feet, according to U.S. officials. The predominant concern by the president was a safety of flight issue at that altitude. That is a kill. Last Saturday, that suspected Chinese spy balloon was shot down after it went over the ocean near the Carolinas. It had already made its way through the continental U.S. The Biden administration said it waited to shoot it down over concerns for civilians on the ground. Republican Congressman Michael McCall says the balloon went over three nuclear sites. I think if you look at the flight pattern of the balloon, it tells a story as to what the Chinese were up to as they controlled this aircraft throughout the United States. The incidents have prompted lawmakers to ask for more details from the Biden administration. Little is known about the most recent objects shut down. NORAD says that they have managed to tune their gear find these objects. That's why so many of them are now being seen. U.S. officials say they have not confirmed if the object shot down today had spy capabilities. New video of a stolen car pursuit in Solano County. This was at about midnight. Here's the suspect headed westbound on Interstate 80. CHP was finally able to deploy spike strips and slow them down. The suspect eventually stopped and was arrested in Oakland on 980 near 18th Street. Well, neighbors rocked by that house explosion in the Sunset District continued cleaning up today. Don Lynn talked to a man who was standing across the street when that house exploded. In the video of the explosion, we're about to show is graphic. That man was standing right there, about 40 to 50 feet away from this house when it exploded and it was all caught on tape. Surveillance video shows Albert Ng standing next to a light pole in front of his home. He and his next door neighbor were talking when a house across the street blew off. All of a sudden, we just heard a you know, explosion. Boom. Then we saw the fire. The impact pushed him several feet away. It took him a few seconds to regain his balance. He called 911. Just to see the glass and wooden, you know, the garage door, it looks like it's blow open. The force of the explosion blew open the back door of this white Prius. The driver later came out and appeared okay. The explosion also knocked out many windows and doors of homes on the 1700 block of 22nd Avenue. And not a scratch on you, huh? No. Not a single scratch. No, no. So, so How do you feel about that? <laughs> That's lucky. <laughs> That's all I can say is lucky. Yeah. 
like she said, it's real lucky. Both of us, nothing wrong, you know. We didn't get hit by any glass or wood or anything. Authorities say the explosion killed a disabled woman who lived in the house and severely injured her caretaker. Shortly after the Thursday morning home explosion, this man told firefighters he lived in the house and asked if his disabled wife made it out alive. He appeared in shock and was crying at one point. San Francisco police would not confirm if this is the suspect. They say they arrested 53-year-old Darren Price for manslaughter and manufacturing drugs in the house. Police removed tanks and cylinders from what's left of the home. They also charged Price with two counts of child endangerment. The two kids who lived in the house were in school at the time. He's funny, that's all. He just say a few words, how's everything, are you, you know, all that, you know, just like, good morning, how are you doing? Albert says a family of four lived in the house, the husband, the disabled wife, and two daughters. Despite the close call, Albert says he's not angry with the suspect. He wants to focus on repairing his garage door and the broken window in his kitchen. Got to fix up this, fix up that, it's like, a, you know, a lot of things to, to be done, you know. The fire department says the injured caretaker remains in the hospital. Due to privacy loss, they cannot say how she's doing at this time. For the past month, business owners on the Capitola Wharf have been cut off by the storm damage, unable to assess the situation in person. As reporter Devin Feely reports, that finally changed this week. The damage is kind of already done. There's no fresh water out there to wrench anything off or Nothing like that. And salt water just destroys metal. The same powerful storm that severed Capitola's wharf into two ragged, disconnected chunks made it impossible for David Morris to reach his boat rental business and check out in person the extent of the damage. So we've made it out to Capitola Boat and Bay. That was until Thursday when he got his first up close look. The wharf, which everybody can see, is totally wrecked. But my motors, I think, are going to be gone. My, all my fishing equipment is going to be gone. Um, we definitely lost the freezers in there. So there, there's the, we lost a bunch of tools. Time has not been on David's side. Every day his boats and equipment have spent sitting in seawater has only deepened the damage done by the storm's initial onslaught. My boat's wooden boats, so they get waterlogged. And once you get a waterlogged boat, the wood goes bad, it softens the, the um, wood. Therefore, we have to replace those boats. And making matters worse, the city estimates it's going to be at least a year before repairs and a scheduled renovation to the wharf are complete. David has a second location in Santa Cruz, and he hopes that will be enough to keep his business and employees afloat. In the meantime, we're not going to be able to open for a year. Um, we do have another business, thank God. We, we own the Santa Cruz um, boat and bait as well, so I'm going to move my, some of my employees to that location. I'm not going to be able to move all of them to that location. And if you were affected by January storms, there are places you can go to for help. In San Mateo County, a disaster recovery center is now open at the San Mateo County Event Center every day from 9 in the morning till 7 o'clock at night through at least February 22nd. There are two centers in Alameda County, one in Oakland and one in Dublin, and they're open for the next couple of weeks. unique musical and cinematic experience in San Jose. Symphony San Jose is kicking off their film series, movies played with live orchestra accompaniment and with the Oscar-winning 1990 film Cinema Paradiso. Sounds like fun. It's at 5, see you at 6. Weekend News is next. <laughs>